0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, guys, we are back, and I'm not here with Zach today. Zach is taking the day off. You know why? Because I got somebody who is going to help me. Help me in this prospect evaluation process for these running backs. Joe, the fantasy football analyst, what's going on, man? Nice. It, it must be nice to be back, huh? It's nice it for me. Is, it is
2: nice. It is very, very nice. The sun is shining. It's starting to get a little warmer. I'm back in the pod for us, so... You know, that, that that means we're really getting into the offseason at this point. Like, we kind of had a free agency thing. We got the Super Bowl over with. There's kind of a dead period where I don't know what to do with my life. Uh, and then, for us, it hits me up to go on a podcast. So, that's how I know we're getting back in the spin of thing. So, it, it's great.
1: Yeah, man. It really is. You know, we're not, we're not at April just yet. We're a couple days away. But April, that, that means one thing in our world, and that's NFL draft. So, we're going to be getting into, as promised, getting into all of the of these prospects, especially when it comes to fantasy football. We're going to focus on the skill positions. And in this episode, we're going to talk running backs. So whether you don't have any idea about who these running backs are, this is the episode for you. If you have some idea, you might get a little bit more context, uh, you know, about a lot of these prospects. We're going to talk about, you know, which rounds these guys could potentially go in. Go in. We'll talk about, you know, whether they can, they're going to be drafted day one, day two, day three and as we know when it comes to fantasy and also when it comes to just the nfl and how they view their investments is you know if you're a day three back you know you're gonna have to overcome some odds in order for you to you know really stick on the roster and be a starter uh and obviously that affects fantasy football as well um but be- before we really dive in i want to introduce this class just overall to our listeners in case they're not so aware you know of these running backs right so just going through these guys that we have right now, right? You know, day one, you know, you have Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson obviously is like the guy, right? He's, it's almost a guarantee that Bijan gets drafted in the first round, right? He's a top 10 player on the board, you know, of a lot of GMs. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll go in the top 10, considering the running back position, um, but he's just that talented. Uh, and we'll get back to Bijan. Okay, uh, Jameer Gibbs, potential day one, you know, meaning round one player. Most likely day two, you know, probably in round two. You know, for those who, who don't remember, day two of the NFL draft is round two and round three. Um, Zach Charbonnet, you know, pretty much the consensus RB three, uh, but there could be a surprise there, right? Like, there's no guarantee that you know that he's going to be taken number three. Maybe he t- gets taken over Gibbs. Who knows? But most likely a day two pick. Um, and then after that, it, it could get crazy. Right, yeah. you got Kendrick, yeah, free for all. <laughs> Kendrick Miller, Tank Bigsby, Duane McBride, Roshan Johnson, Tajay Spears, Zach Evans, uh, Devon A. Chain, Kev- Kenny McIntosh, Deuce Vaughn, like all these guys can go anywhere between rounds three and five. Right. Uh but 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 we want to get into that. Before we get into it, Joe, tell everybody where they
2: can find you before we get in get in and dive deep. You can find me depressed at home doing my work. Staring out the window and wishing that football season was here, but you can also find me on Instagram at fantasy.football.analyst. Um, I like what you said about a lot of these running back prospects, like the top three. And then I, I think every NFL GM is probably going to have a different list when it comes to running backs four through 10. Uh, some running backs, maybe even different at number three uh, foreshadowing how I feel about Zach Charbonnet, but uh, we'll get to that point. I mean, I would love to hear
1: it, but before we do now, I want to hear, you know, what you think about, you know, the top of this class here, right? Let's let's start with Bijan. What yep. is there to say about Bijan, Joe? I mean, you know, he's simply that dude, like, uh, you might agree with me that, you know, he's one of the best prospects that we've seen for several years now, um, maybe since Saquon, you know, maybe probably a better prospect than Jonathan Taylor overall, especially when you yeah. consider the receiving game. How are you looking at him? You know, is is the is the hype around Bijan? Is it is it warranted?
2: Well, I'll tell you what. For when I look into all these players, I turn into a caveman in the aspect of I got pen and paper. I got a pros list. I got a cons list. And my pros list is about 15 times bigger than my cons list when it comes to John Robinson. (laughs) And there's not really much on that cons list. Um, You know, he's got the size vision, body control. I think that's the biggest thing for him, the way he's able to contort his body and get those extra yards shed tacklers. Uh, He he deserves all the hype that he's getting. He can do pass protection. He's a great receiver. He's got the production on the ground um and it's again it's not like he's coming from alabama it's not like he's coming from georgia he's coming from texas which is not one of the top three schools so uh especially when you look at running backs and schemes and stuff like that like bijan stands out for a lot of those reasons so it's definitely warranted um he was also the number one high school running back in the country way back when i and you know when it comes to college players i think me and you are the same where it's like you know we'll mildly watch some college football but we're not tuning in every week. We have so much other stuff going on, especially with the fantasy season. So, oh, yeah. uh, but Bijan is a name that I've been hearing for years, even without watching all that college football. So uh, we, it was kind of depending that we would see him coming in the, uh, in the uh, you know, this year specifically. But yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot to like about Bijan. Anything you can think of that you want in a running back, he's got
1: pretty much and and like you said like my college evaluation process starts in January when the college season's over <laughs> when the NFL yeah. season's <laughs> over that's really when it starts for me you know and and I watch a lot but it doesn't happen before during the college season so i have a lot of times i have no idea who these guys are until january when i'm like oh this guy's pretty good. You know, I mean, Hello. listen, I knew who B. John Robinson was for a couple of years, uh, and mainly yeah. because, like, I knew that he was going to be a fantasy stud, right? I knew how how good he was as an all-around running back. So, you knew that, uh-oh, there's a bell cow coming. At some point, we're going to get another bell cow because we know how rare that is at this point, you know, with, you know in the NFL. So yep. – Yeah, you know, Bijan Robinson, you know, he's that dude, you know, like, number one in yards after contact last year, number one in missed tackles force last year. Um, And if you talk about like, just just since 2014, you know, since PFFs data has been around number two, since then, since 2014, in missed tackles force per rush, and that's a lot of running backs since 2014. Okay. and and as a freshman too, like he was killing it since a like since he was a freshman, number one yards after contact per attempt as a freshman. So he's been doing his thing. You know, he's he's declaring early. It's all the signs that you want. And on top of that, he's going to get the draft capital. You mentioned the receiving ability. Like he's not just a capable receiver. Like he's a good receiver. Like especially yep. when you look at all these other backs, there are a couple of. You know, I would say the receivers that are better than him in this class, pro- you know, probably Jameer Gibbs. Obviously, he's one of the best receivers that we've seen in a long time. Coming out of the backfield, we'll get to him in a minute. Um, You know, obviously, you have guys like Kenny McIntosh, guys like Evan Hall, and maybe maybe that's it. Like Tajay Spears, like maybe, but like Bijan is just that dude. Like, that. you know, it's you know he's he's just he's just that guy. So at this point, you know, Bijan is the guy. Like in superflex leagues you know, it's really hard just to not grab Bijan at this point, right? Even at the one one like, are you taking any quarterbacks over him at this point?
2: It's going to depend on landing spots, but the top landing spots, I mean, you know, landing with the Panthers, landing with the Texans aren't exactly eye-opening. you got a guy like Anthony Richardson, who depending on where he lands, he may not even start his first year in the NFL. So it, there's still a lot of depending factors, but yeah, it's going to be hard to take anyone over Bijan, even uh, Superflex.
1: I, I, I think – I have a top five, like, landing spot independent, I would say. Like, regardless okay. of where these guys land. I think Bijan, number one, I think, regardless. I, I think a lot of times we, we look at a landing spot and we're like, all right, well, that could work out. That that can't work out. But at the end of the day, like, if somebody is taking this back up. in the yeah. first round, it, it's going to end up working out because of the talent and because of the fact that that team – you know, gave up so much and and yep. the opportunity cost. you know, especially with these good organizations, like they know what they're giving up when they're picking, picking a running back in the first round, they're going to use that guy. Um, you know, look at Dallas, like they've been using Zeke up until now, even the, even with the fact that they have Tony Pollard there, right? Like that investment has stayed true for how long has he been there now? Eight years or six years, like, which is
2: longer yeah, than a lot of running backs. <laughs>
0: it's been a long time. Okay. eBay motors is here for the ride.
1: Um, all right, so let's move on. I want to move on to Jameer Gibbs. His rece- receiving ability is the best in this class, and he's had yes. you know some of the best receiving seasons by a running back, just like overall. Um, in terms of career yards per route run since 2014, number one, Christian McCaffrey. Number two, Curtis Samuel, who, yes, was a running back in college. Alvin Kamara, number three. Gibbs number four. Okay, so that tells you what kind you of just company he in. You know that I did. Did I, I said? See C- uh, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, Kamara, and
2: Gibbs. Gibbs was number yeah. Four. You just did it again. Gibbs and like, Gibbs. No Kamara and Gibbs. Kamara. I know they're the same person. Is what I'm saying. Come on, <laughs> Faraz. Come on. Sorry,
1: man. Sorry,
2: man. Yeah, so, like I haven't been on here in a while. Come on.
1: Uh, I get it. I get it. You know what? You know it's funny, man. Like I was hoping, like the Kamara, you know comp would stick but the only issue here is that you know gives his way at 199 right now that's where he weighed in at the combine yeah maybe he has a little bit of room to bulk up a little bit he hasn't done it yet he's had a few seasons to do it and he hasn't but you know so that's the reason why the camara comp like he still has a gain 10 pounds before he could do that 10 15 pounds uh so that's the only issue there right so He's going to have to be a bit of an outlier if he's going to stick at this weight, this size, and you know this size and be a, a huge fantasy player for you, right? Yeah. Um, he is capable of doing that because he's so good in the receiving game out of the backfield, and obviously in PPR leagues, that's going to be a huge boost for you. Um, how are you looking at at him? Like, what is his role in the NFL? Do you see him as a potential every down player? I want to know what you think.
2: Yeah, so you, you mentioned he kind of lacks that size and weight that uh, Kamara kind of has. And, you know, Kamara has always had a nose for the end zone, whether it's catching the ball or running the ball. Um, Gibbs, at his point, has never had a season for over 1,000 yards in college. So it, it, it does really remind me of Kamara at that aspect, where Kamara will have like 1,500 total yards, but neither of them will be over 1,000 when it comes to receiving or rushing. So that's really when it kind of starts to remind me. And then you see the tape on the elbows. And you're like, come on, dude. He's like, at this point, you're just trying to be Um, um but, but Gibbs can really do it all. He's got four, three, six speed. I think what really stands out, you know, you mentioned the pass catching, but he's also got really quick feet. He can make guys miss um, natural hands. Uh, he's good at following his blockers. He broke it at 18 years old, great vision down the field. Um, he does lack some of that power, which again comes to his lack of uh, weight and kind of just overall strength and that's, and that's going to hurt when it comes to running up the middle, it's going to come hurt when it comes to short yardage. I uh, mean, also his pass protection. Tell me if I'm going crazy here, but I didn't think it was anything crazy in pass protection. I was hoping that he would be a little better. Cause I think that's going to hold him back. Especially when we look at a pass catching running back, you think of a third down back, if he's not the one sitting in that backfield, you know, helping l- letting receivers get open and giving his quarterback more time to throw, then what is he going to be doing on third downs? Um, you know, yeah, his frame his his
1: frame can be an issue. Yeah. It seems like his frame is going to be an issue when it comes to pass protection. Um, you know, so that's something that, you know, coach is gonna to have to figure out, you know, on you know, when he gets into the NFL. Like, is he going to be that guy to be on the field on third and fifteen, on third and ten? You know, a lot of fantasy value does come. You know in those situations now it is sure. possible in, in those shorter range third and four third and five third and six where he's on the field but in those you know other situations it could be like a joe mixon situation where a guy like samaji Ryan comes in you know and takes over right so pass blocking is key in those situations um and like you said you know on early downs you know he isn't amazing i think he's solid i think he's above average as a runner um You know, he's not a guy who is going to, you know, kill you with power. But, you know, he does have a little bit of after-contact ability uh, in terms of uh, him making guys miss. He is, you know, way above average there. He's not near the top of the league there either. Um, But in the receiving game, in open space, um, running routes, soft hands like you mentioned, that's where his bread and butter is going to be, right? If you look at his yards per route run this past season, second, among all Power 5 running backs with at least 50 targets. Um, in 2021, first in yards per route run, minimum 40 targets. As a freshman in 2020, first in yards per route run. And these are crazy numbers, dude. 3.24 yards per route run in 2020, 3.03 yards per route run in 2021. Remember when we said that Bijan Robinson was a good receiver coming out of the backfield? Oh, yeah. He was, he was only at like 1.5 you know, both years. And I consider that good, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So like Jameer Gibbs is doubling that, you know, on a per route run basis. So, you know, that, you know, this is at two different schools also, you know, keep in mind. Right. So that's another thing to consider where regardless of where he goes, these coaches are using him uh, in the receiving game. Uh, Second, all time. You know, if you're looking at, you know, a yards per route run uh, since 2014, He was second among all players since then in yards per route run. CMC was number one in 2015. So we're talking about that level of a receiver here. So for fantasy, like Jameer Gibbs, like I'm hoping if he lands on the Chiefs, dude, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Like, dude, it's going to be amazing. And when was the last time that Andy Reid had a receiving running back, like a legit like obviously Jerry McKinnon was able to do his thing, but like listen, if you get Jameer
2: Gibbs back there, man, sheesh. And that doesn't necessarily take away from Pacheco either, because Pacheco's one of the hardest runners in the NFL. I mean, you can keep him as like the short yardage, like early down kind of guy, and he can still have success. And then Gibbs can kind of come in and be that third down guy. Like, I mean, both Gibbs, I mean, I'm sorry, both uh McKinnon and Pacheco both had value last year. McKinnon at one point was like a weekly must-start. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of potential if Gibbs does land in Kansas City. I,
1: I could really see that being a reason why the Chiefs would be okay grabbing someone like Gibbs yeah. because they have somebody like Pacheco who they could use on early downs. You know, Pacheco I think would lose value, obviously, if 100%. you know Gibbs were to be there. Um I, I also am of the opinion that Pacheco can be completely replaced and like they won't miss anything. Um but sure. you know, I think at the same time like i think that would be a great landing spot for gibbs because he can get like you know 6 7 catches like i think 15 to 18 touches is probably where he's going to be at ideally right yes. i don't think it's going to go more than that um unless you know you never know maybe he can bulk up a little bit that would be nice but uh, but yeah like you know like this dude you know he's a getting space type of guy like he's not a traditional running back but like he got the juice he got the juice um oh. I think one thing about him is like you know when you watch him play, the acceleration is really, you know what what is super intriguing about him because when he sees the hole, he can just shoot right up in that hole and he could take it to the house and that's one of the things where you're like all right on the Chiefs' offense, like where everyone's worried about Patrick Mahomes and what he's going to do, and but then I'm like dude like which wide receivers are they they guarding or like who are they. But, you know, I I was talking to Matt Harmon, you know, on his podcast, and I was basically like, yo, it's like they're taking receivers away from Patrick Mahomes every year just to see how good he is. (laughs) Like, that's kind of how I feel, like, what's happening here. They took away Tyreek. All right, boom. Like, now now you keep taking away receivers. McCall Harmon's gone. Juju's gone. You know, now all he has is Travis Kelsey. And what is he going to do now? You know, are they going to get D-hop? Who knows? We'll see. I think they have
2: to take away Travis Kelsey for science.
1: I think they do and see and see what Patrick Mahomes does. <laughs> Still forty a forty touchdown season for him.
0: Twenty four hundred sports is an odyssey company.